No, I don't think anybody should. Let me, let me explain why. And if any of you have followed any of my previous, previous podcasts, you know I like to talk about uh, focusing on buying, investing in companies uh, that have good valuations, which means companies where you could buy uh, earnings, dividends uh, that are cheap, meaning they got to they gotta be making a profit. Uh, if you can buy a company where you're buying the company and you're getting paid more in earnings uh, or um, dividends than what you're paying for a similar company and you expect the growth to be reasonably well and you do your evaluation to where you can actually make some uh, uh, appreciation over time, right? Then that's a, that's a good company. The, the, the reason why I don't like Lyft is it's, it's losing money, right? Lyft is losing money. Lyft and Uber are losing money and there's this, the, the value of the companies uh, are still going up and, and somehow they're going to be able to IPO. Right. And I'm talking, they're losing money to the tunes of billions of dollars. Like look up the number. I can't remember specifically uh, how much money they are losing, but they're losing it. They're losing money to the tune of, of billions of dollars. Right. And so you think about it, you think, there's a Lyft and there's an Uber in every market um, and they're battling out uh, for a while and they've been growing for a while and they're losing money. Why, why would you buy a company that's losing money? Let me, let me pitch it a different way. Let's say that your homeboy came up to you and he said, Hey, I want you to invest in my company. And then you say, all right, cool. Uh, let me see the financials. And they tell you that they're spending more. Uh, than what they bring in, you'd be like, bro, like uh, something's off. I'm not investing in that company because there's no way to make a lot of money. This was the same thing that was happening in 1998, 1999. You had a lot of companies that were going up that were valued a lot and that weren't making any money. And then the market finally got smart because the market can be unsmart for a long period of time where, where people are basically uh, – you know, hoping and wishing, and there's a lot of money in the system. This is this is very similar to that time period. The difference is a lot of the companies that aren't making money are in the private sector, meaning you have not been able to buy them in the stock market for the most part, outside of like Spotify and Shopify, which are in the stock market and aren't making much money right now. But, but the Ubers, the Lyfts, um, you know, the other quote unquote unicorns that are out there, a lot of those companies are not making money. And, and what happens when you do an IPO is the early investors in it, they want to exit. Their money is locked up in the company. They have not been able to cash out and they want to cash out. Uh, a lot of them want to cash out for various reasons to put in other opportunities. And the best way to cash out uh, is to cash out on ignorant investors who don't know any better, which is a lot of investors in the stock market with 401ks, IRAs, and stock accounts, because they're just enamored by saying, oh, I ride in Lyft. I ride in Lyft, I ride in Uber, or I drive Lyft, or I drive Uber, and people are using it. Therefore, it's an investment I want to own. It's never a good, a good reason to buy an investment. There's a lot of companies that uh, people use that long-term just aren't great investments. And when stuff finally hits the fan, i.e. the economy finally crashes and things correct, uh, the amateur investors are left holding the bag because the smart investors dumped on them, right? And so a lot of IPOs are ways for... Uh, you know, investors who got in early 
to dump on suckers, basically. They're just dumping on suckers. And you don't want to be a sucker. And so I'm saying stay away from the companies that aren't making money. There's plenty of good companies out there uh, that are underpriced that are actually making money. The problem is they're boring, right? The problem with good investing is the sexy companies up today are probably not the companies that are going to do the best over the next 10 years, right? The companies that typically do the best over the next 10 years are the ones that got smashed over the previous two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 years, right? If you look back at the companies that got pummeled, right? They get knocked down for a while. And this is the cycle of the stock market, right? They get knocked down for a while. And then through either new management changes, uh, activists coming in uh, or just like things turning around in the industry um, you know once they're priced right and the smart investors get back interested start gobbling up shares things turn around and it takes off on the other end and goes off and then everybody wants to buy it and it gets overvalued and it plays itself the same way over and over and over again right so um, IPOs in general I don't love um, I like to what I call uh, play one-on-one -on -one basketball against 12 year olds, right? I don't, uh, not in real life, but I just mean in business and in investing. I want a, as close to no competition scenario uh, as possible uh, for the businesses that I'm buying uh, and the, which, are the, which are the investments um, that I'm making. I want it to be a pretty much no brainer um, that we are very likely gonna make money. It doesn't mean that you, know, you always make money, but I want those odds in my favor. I want to be able to handicap it. And it's just, it's not possible to handicap a company that's not making money that's super large, um, that is saturated a lot of the markets. And there's no clear way of how they're going to make it out of this profit, right? Um, they're going to make a profit or make it out of this funk. So um, do me a favor. Don't trust me. Go read as much as you can on Google or other online magazines that you read about um, what happened in 99, similar valuations, similar um, metrics for um, making the value seem like it was worth it. I think you'd be shocked. Um, I think you're going to uh, very likely thank me later. And, um, and I'm going to really, really, really be happy that I helped you not get into some uh, crazy type situation. Before I go to the disclosure, hey, um, if you like this podcast, go tell somebody, you know, share it. Um, this is information that I put out um, to educate people on how investments work. Uh, it's long-term stuff. It's stuff that people that are selling, you know, short-term investing courses or short-term money-making strategies don't talk about because it doesn't get the most listeners or the most readers or turns the most head because it's long-term and, 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 and um, boring, but it's the stuff that's tried and true uh, that works. There are no secrets. It's just being patient, uh, having a positive belief system, and being disciplined. Uh, this is for informational and educational purposes. Uh, does not intend to make an offer or solicitation uh, or purchase of any securities, investments, or investment strategies. Investments involve risk unless otherwise stated or not guaranteed. Be sure you talk to a qualified advisor or professional before doing any investments um, yourself. Y'all enjoy your day.